Hi, and welcome to In The Real, a podcast for women by women, where we'll be talking about the hard, funny, and random things of life in any walk of life. So come have a seat at the table as we get In The Real. Hey, and welcome back to In The Real. I'm Dina. This is Marsha. Hey. This is Heather. What's up? And we sound so funny in our heads. Yes. We can hear ourselves talk. I, we can hear ourselves talk. And all of you. And <laughs> all of y'all. No, it's weird. So our sweet sound guy got us some new headgear. Mm-hmm. We should probably take a picture. Let's take a picture real quick, shall we? And we look all so cute. Smile at me. Smile. Smile. Now do a little selfie. And we're hearing voices in our heads now. <laughs> They're friendly ones, though. They are friendly. Well, there are voices. Yeah. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Mm-hmm. But um, we're trying to get used to this whole whatever is going on in our heads. We now officially get to hear what Luke hears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sort I'm sorry. Of. Yeah. We have not been nice to him. We've. <laughs> he did this because it's he wants... It is. It's Marsha. We're going to call it out Marsha. <laughs> one person. Take one person. <laughs> to mess it up for everybody. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I like that Marsha's one that's like, is it, it's me. I did like, it. No, it no. I whispered. It was every one of us at one given time. Anybody that's been following us and listening to us oh, knows that every one of us have had true. this problem. Why can't I hear Dina? It's like, because it was. It was last week. I was mm-hmm. like, man, you can actually hear me. <laughs> What Marsha say? <laughs> you okay? Ah, well. Do she say what? And then we'd have to like stop and listen. I cranked you up so high in my car. I know that's Because I'm too. like, I took my glasses off so I could hear, and I still couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in that car. I took my glasses off to hear. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, where did I go? <laughs> Oh, did, it, did it cut out? What happened? <laughs> so the question is, did that help? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to just let our listeners know, like, if it you need help. to, just take your glasses off <laughs> and then you can hear Marsha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Try. Take your glasses off. Squint your eyes. No. It's it. It is. You try to hone in and it's like, nope, that didn't, that uh-huh. didn't work. That didn't work. But it's the same with, um, Luke also said that it's so I stop laughing at the microphone. Mm. Because I, you walk away from the microphone, mm-hmm. like I just did right there. Because I heard myself, no longer mm-hmm. heard myself. Mm-hmm. But then you start laughing, and then it like drowns everybody else out. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to teach us um, some courtesy on how to hear ourselves. Mike right. courtesy. Mike courtesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to be. We're we're listen. We're professional now. Mm-hmm. We're professional. Here we are. Here we are. How is your podcast going, Marsha? I think it's going pretty good. We've yeah? uh, gotten a lot of good feedback. I um, liked it. We're on YouTube, too. What? So I know. Wait, you're on YouTube as well? We are. D- are you guys videoing yourselves, or is it no, just your no, voices? No, no video right now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, see. we are on YouTube. So we got a couple of subscribers, so it's pretty <gasps> cute. I love that. I know, right? That's so like, cool. Who subscribers? I love that. <laughs> We're not even on YouTube. We need to up our game. (laughs) What? I'm looking at our sound man. Huh? What'd you say? I said it's not a competition. It is a competition. (laughs) Well, you're right. No, I'm sorry. 
I'm just but listen, friendly. It is friendly yeah. competition. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's been good. It's been really good. Yeah. It's been giving my husband an outlet too. So oh, I'm really that. happy about it for him. How many episodes are we in at this point? We will be dropping the fourth one Tuesday. Wow. And where can we find you outside of YouTube? On Spotify. Spotify. Spotify, okay. Apple Music, and uh, YouTube. Okay. Those are the main ones. We post them on Facebook too. I love that. So. And tell us the name of your podcast. Keeping it 100. 100. Yeah. And for those of y'all out there that are like me, you might want to spell that. H. Yeah, H-U-N-N-I-D. Yes, there you go, 100. Yeah. And Cecil is kind enough to explain what that means. He did. He does, and he did it again, I believe, on the first first one, yeah. Yeah, because I know that we had an interview with Mm y'all on mine and Luke's podcast, Mm -hmm. which is the Upfront and Undivided, Mm -hmm. and um, we kind of helped put your feet to the fire and said, this is what you guys get to do. Yeah. Because a lot of people need to hear what y'all have to say. Yeah. Y'all have such a beautiful, unique story mm-hmm. and just yeah. life. Yeah. And so, yep. So keeping it 100. Yeah. 100. If keep I put a gummy in my mouth, maybe that would help Don't me. think about it too much. Just, I it's know. just say it. Keep, keep it 100. 100. I, I, I did it. You did. <laughs> I did it. I did it. You did it. You did, did it, it so well that time. Keep it yep. at 100. There yeah, you go. There you go. See? Just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. 100. If you think about it too hard, no. you're going to hurt yourself. Yep. You will. <laughs> you're tripping. And then I sound really bad. Say tripping. You I'm see tripping. that? Tripping? She said tripping. Honey. Keep it at 100. Yeah. Yep. So you're not tripping. <laughs> there you go. It's so bad. I'm so glad you're getting this. Oh man! <laughs> I couldn't eat my gummies. Hey, oh, you know what we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about, Heather? As I eat my gummy. Um, we're doing interviews. We're doing interviews this month. month. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's not the first of the month. It's the first podcast of the month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when this comes out, it'll be the first of March. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? First mm-hmm. or second? Are you sure? No, I said first or second. I don't know. I don't. I think it's the first. first. Mm-hmm. Is it the March first? Oh. March first, which is apparently March is Women's Month. Mm-hmm. Hey, March mm-hmm. is Heather's month. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so it could be Women's, but it's it's Heather's month. It is. Why is it your month, Heather? Because I like March, and and Pisces. <laughs> this is my birthday. Is yeah, in it, yeah. Along with a lot of other women. Yes. Whose birthday is yeah. it? I will but, throw them all <laughs> under the bus. But they are not here. Oh, man. <laughs> See, it is, it, and it's going to be what number? 40. <gasps> 40. 40. <laughs> yeah, I'm so young. It's my hips and back tell me I'm so young. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're rucking it with this big old soccer ball. I know. Back mm-hmm. I lifted back. some weights the other day, and yeah. I had the weirdest cramp in my shoulders, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> Like, what happened? Girls, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. You're strong. Mm-hmm. What is happening here? Yes. And my body's like, you're 40, almost. <laughs> and I was like, and he's like, stretch. <laughs> stretch from now on. I was like, all right. Yes. Maybe I should stretch. I, I will actually second that because I do resistant bands before mm-hmm. I yeah. work out. And that it makes a world of difference. Mm. It it does something different. That It's not the static stretching where you're just going like this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that, what am I trying to say? Yeah. What no, is I know it? what you mean. Dynamic. Thank you, mm. babe. Our sound man. He's Dynamic. Google. 
But it's just that dynamic stretching which causes those muscles to start elongating in mm. your ligaments. So yep. do that. I know. Because, I even you know, have bands. Oh, there you go. There. Yeah. Well, I just thought I was, you know, 17, 18 again, and I could just pop on, grab some 17s, <laughs> 25s, and come them on. around. And I could. Yeah. Let's just say I can. Yes. I just pay for it a little bit more than I used to. But <laughs> I that. still can. Got Let that it. be a note to people. See? Age is a number. Age is a number and a state of mind. It's a number, Amen, state of mind, and weights I shouldn't lift without stretching. <laughs> it's, there. it's just wisdom. See, that's the wisdom part. Yeah. <laughs> like, age comes with wisdom. You don't walk around saying, I'm walking through a, a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. I can't do what I used to do. But it's like, yeah, you can do what you mm -hmm. used to do. It just, you have to shift it a little bit. Yeah. And that's okay. And be smart. And be smart. So. That's the part. It's that part. Yeah. That's the part. So we're going to interview... Heather today. All right. Today gets to be about Heather, all of the questions. And um, Marsha, I don't know about you, but um, I asked I asked our fellas, I asked Sebastian and Luke, um, some questions that they would, okay, mm -hmm. what questions should we ask Heather? Because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we could sit here and have you talk about yourself all day. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. But it's like, where are we going with it? It's true. So... I'm going to ask you some questions to kind of prime your pump a little bit. Okay. Um, do we want to start, though, with, like, where are you from? We where? can. Um, born? <laughs> I was born in New York, but I was raised mm -hmm. in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I mean, in not, in not New York City, northern New York, like Canada, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, the closest larger city for me growing up was Montreal. Hmm. No way. Yeah, way up there. Wow. Uh, yeah. We're in farm country. Hmm. So, but I moved down here when my parents got married and How old were you? 6. 6. Okay. So, I kind of remember New York. We visit, so I obviously remember what it looks mm -hmm. like, but you know, cuz you still have grandparents up there. I do. I still family have, up um, there. a lot of family up there. Yeah. So, and then Missouri's home though. That's cool. And is, has it always been the KC metro area? No, sorry. No, um, southern Missouri. Well, central Missouri. Okay, girl, what does that mean? Um, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh oh. Okay. It's the Army base. Army base. Mm -hmm. That's where we lived. Okay. But between there, I lived there. Then we lived in Wisconsin. And then we moved back to there. See? Yeah. I've been all over. Then I joined mm -hmm. the military and I went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I lived there the longest. And then... Went all over. We understand military <laughs> pedigree. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a mm -hmm. little yeah. bit of that, a little bit of this. I like it. I like it. Okay. So um, one of, I'll start with one of the first questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are your interests? What are my interests? Like, what do I like? Yeah. Books? Books? I okay. love books. I love, okay. I like military memoirs, obviously. Mm. Um, I don't want to say that obviously, but because... I wrote one, so, yeah. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I like I like military memoir books. I like um, I did like science fiction for a hot minute. Then some of it got kind of weird. weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but um, I like books on real life. I love that. So, so mm -hmm. then a lot of the nonfiction stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, this is a Sebastian question. Oh. What is love to you? Oh my god. <laughs> this is what 
this is a Sebastian question. What is love to me? I mean, his first question was, what is your interest? But he's like, what is love to Heather, mom? And oh I was like, gosh. whoa. Um, we may have to circle back to that one. I don't know. Like, That could be a loaded question. Right? Like, what kind of love? Yeah. Anyways, what is love to me? I thought it was just a sweet question. I think it's just like unconditional a, friendship. It's a simple question. Yeah. Throw that back at him. There. No, I love no, that. No, I love that. But that's, I mean, it could also be chocolate on any given day. Come on. <laughs> Especially during your period. Things of that nature. Heck yeah. It could be chocolate. It could be just staring at my dog sometimes because yeah. he is very much so just unconditional love at times. He is your, uh, I mean, the fact that he's laying on your feet and just, I know. yeah. And Marcia's. And, and Don yeah. Marsh. I mean, he is a big dog. We discussed that. Across the both of us. <laughs> I think he likes the concrete. It's, it's nice and cool on yeah. the body. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, um, this one is actually from our sound man. Uh huh. What advice would you give to 19, 25 oh. and 30 year old Heather? <laughs> She has a lot of good advice. She does have a lot of good advice. 30 year old Heather. Oh boy. Okay. Let's start with 19 year old Heather because that's kind of where your a lot of your story began. I mean, it began before that, but a lot of what we know. Exercise more. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, exercise more mm. and learn to get along with people you don't like. Mm. Not necessarily be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get along with people you don't like because they're everywhere. Everywhere. And if you want to keep your career, which obviously I did not. But anyways, if you want to keep your career, right. mm-hmm. you're going to need to learn to get along with them because usually they're your boss. Mm. Not now. We're the place I work at. Not right now. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to be clear on that. But even with like people you go to church with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody is your best friend. Right. Mm-hmm. Or not supposed to be. Right. But you can still learn to get along with people. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell 25-year-old Heather? Because what was 25-year-old? This is kind of the, a really good way. This really is a kind of a good mm-hmm. way to get to know you. Because mm-hmm. 19, you yeah. signed up for the military. I was already right. in the military. That's right. I was on right. my first deployment at 19. Okay. 19 to 20. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then 25-year-old Heather was... Mm-hmm. Where was she? Already out of the military. Wow. Mm. Getting out. Getting out of the military. Okay. Or right out. Yeah. Something like that. Um, what would you tell her? Okay. Sorry. I just thought of a really not. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, don't kick your family to the side. Don't hmm. sever that connection. Yeah. Because I did at 20, about 20, 25, 24-ish. Yeah. Maybe a little earlier, but yeah. And to just not be so angry. Mm. Let it go. Let some things go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say that and I want to sing that song. Let it go. No, don't do it. Okay. Please. It'll never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we need at least yeah. one podcast with me not singing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so don't sever relationships. Don't sever it. Nope. Yeah. It, it, I would say unless it's like an absolute God situation. But right. F- but in your case, it during that period yeah. of time, mm-hmm. that's not what, that was not. not the case. It oh. was not. Mm-hmm. 
So what would you tell 30-year-old Heather? What year is this? 2024? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Life is worth living. Oh. This 30-year-old Heather tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I just realized that one. I was like, wait, what year are we going into? Wow. Yeah. And wow. obviously it, it didn't work, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about that experience a little bit? Um I mean we I know can, that it's in one of your books. It it will it will be. It will be well. I mean, <laughs> yes. It will be. It's coming up new. Um I just I hit a breaking point. It, uh, my whole my whole life was just destroyed. Yeah. And it had built and built and built and built and built and then collapsed and I Literally, when I, I didn't really decide to commit suicide. I really decided I wanted a nap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't sleep, and the medicine that that pe- that I was given was actually keeping me awake. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I was like, I just want to sleep. And I was supposed to go to a job, and I got there, and I just could not get out of my car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't pretend like my life is fine when it's just not, it's just crushed. And so, um, and so, yeah, I just, I first took a nap in my car. I was like, I'm just going to sleep in the car. I'm so tired. So I took a nap. And then when I woke up, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take all my pills. And, but I'm also going to go into the store and, and get vodka because, you know, that makes it better. They had these weird flavored yeah. vodkas. Hmm. Have you ever s- I literally saw one was for a pumpkin pie, which sounds disgusting, Ew. by the way. But I got like some strawberry. It was gross. Mm. Like cough syrup? It, no, strawberry vodka. Ew. Yeah. Right? Ew. It just didn't even, but it was cheap. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, probably I didn't a reason. It fancy. It wasn't like I needed Grey Goose. I, you know. Right. Just, so I, um, but what happened was I ended up drinking too much and, and passed out and fell asleep overnight. Mm. So the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I don't want to do it in the middle of the day because it's hot. And that's nasty for people. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I'm just, I was out. a very, you know, <laughs> nice. I was about to say, that's very courteous. Courteous. <laughs> person. I so, don't want to die right now because then I'm going to get take like two days to find me, and that's just gross, you know? <laughs> Anyways, so I, I just decided later on that afternoon and I started taking what I had and all the stuff and um and then I called a friend of mine but I I didn't I don't remember calling her hmm. but she said I, I called her because she she found me she drove like 35 40 miles to find me mm. wow and I don't remember ever talking to her by the time she got to me I was unresponsive so it's not like it was God like, yeah there's no mm-hmm. other way around that yeah um and she got me to the hospital, and I was very mad at her for a very long time. So uh-huh. I was mad at my myself, too. Be- not because I attempted suicide, but because I failed. I rarely failed mm. at anything. So mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you can't, fa- you can't be too too much of a failure. You failed to die. But I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you recommend to um, people who, so in your situation, it was a guy's situation that pretty much got you out of it. <clears throat> What do you recommend to people who are not in a situation that they can just take a nap or they can't just get out of it? 
if there's just nowhere to go, or they just feel like there's nowhere to go. Well, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would never say to attempt suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that sometimes, if we get to a point and there's just no way out, we do end up breaking down a little bit. I don't necessarily think that that's a terrible thing. It's mm-hmm. painful. It's hard, but that is the way some people can around you can finally see. Oh, something's mm-hmm. not right, and we really need to f- to help this person figure out how to rebuild or how to become better or how how to get the help they need. So sometimes I think that, uh, like I said, I wouldn't want to say the drastic action of a suicide attempt, but like literally. I could not get out of my car. Mm-hmm. If I didn't take a nap, I don't know why. I've heard it just sat in my car. Like, my brain wouldn't let me move. It was just like, we are done. Mm-hmm. So somebody, hopefully, would have at least found me at some point and been like, hey, why are you mm-hmm. sitting in your car? Because I was just broke. I just couldn't even think clearly. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes, no, you don't ever want a person to have to get to that point in their mm-hmm. life. But it does sometimes happen. And if it does happen, it's okay to be a little broken for mm-hmm. a little while and get help. And allow other people to help you get that help. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's hard to do. Yeah. Which is why I think sometimes our brain goes, you know what? You're done. Mm-hmm. We're not even letting you make the decisions anymore because you, you can't. Because mm-hmm. you almost feel hopeless at mm-hmm. that point. Like, right? Like, it just... Um, a place of you literally can't see any other way. No. Yeah. I I I cannot adequately describe how mad I was when yeah. I woke up in the hospital and yet I was still happy because well I was on some some good meds too. But mm-hmm. yeah. but like I literally I was so I cannot describe like I was so I was so livid because yeah. I was like, I'm supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. And you you messed this up for me, whoever, God, mm-hmm. world, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, and I don't think anybody really prepares you for, everybody tells you, like, if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling you need to get help, but they don't tell you, like, how, how mad you get at mm-hmm. everything. Wow. And everyone and yourself. And yeah. just, that is just what happens. Because, well, all your emotions are coming out. And one of the large emotions usually is untapped anger. You just, you pushed it down and pushed it down Mm. pushed it down. And so your body just gave up and said, you know what? You won't let this out healthily. Mm. We're going to come out one way or the other. Wow. So, And then, like, how many people were mad at me? Mm. Oh, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. concerned, but also mad. Yeah. Yeah. They were upset. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to be like, you don't get to be upset at me. And they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I do. Like, the person who went out of their way to find me, I didn't realize this had happened to her before with another friend, and oh. she did not make it on time. <gasps> I didn't oh, know wow. that. I wow. mean, and she was like, do you know what that did to me? <laughs> wow. Like, oh. But yet she was also the person that came to visit me the most in the hospital that oh. made sure that my living arrangement was set up safely, everything, because she was mad, but also she didn't I'm not want thinking that to in my clear again. mind. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Wow. I don't know if that answered your question at all. But no, it did. It did. A lot of um, people, you just answer some more too, but a lot of people become victims. Don't really think about the people per se that will be affected. Yeah. Should that happen. Yeah. 
So yeah. the ones left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, truly, it's like, yeah. I mean, I think I think I don't think about it every day, but but there are times where I, I like, I have a niece and a nephew now, mm-hmm. and I go to their birthdays, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have missed this. Mm-hmm. And that's why you say yeah. life is worth living. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's like, okay. yeah, things are hard. Times get hard. Money yeah. gets mm-hmm. short. Cars break down. You know, mm-hmm. stuff happens. But yeah. this is worth it, right? Yeah, this is worthwhile. I see people that I never would have seen before. I never would have met you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. I never would. You know, like it's worth it. Yeah. But the good is going to outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you're at that point, a lot of times you just can't see it. Right. Right. It's really be somebody come up behind you, stuck you on the back of the head. Kind of what you need, but mm-hmm. but not, but not. Don't do that to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes, right? You're like you just got to get out of all what's wrong with me. So, mm. I love that. No, that I love good. that. I have more questions. Did you have any? You jump well, in any time. Well, that was kind of like a heavy one to just kind right, of no, yeah. like, leave color. off on. Let me let me get you back into a know, maybe right. a different space then. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, Sebastian of would course. like to know, what does your daily routine look like? <laughs> what does my daily routine look like? Um, hang on. Corral the dog. Corral the um, dog. Just because he wants to go play with everybody. Um I get up at around, I want to tell you, 7, 8, 45, um, <laughs> something like that. Usually. Are you a morning person? I am not a morning person. Are I you am a night after- person. Night person, okay. But I have to work really hard at not being the true night person. Gotcha. Because I could be up till like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. That's when I like to get most of my writing done, actually. But I try not to. Um, so first things first, the coffee is done because I preset it. Smart. And I go upstairs, I pour a cup, get all my little fluffy stuff in there, open the door, let the big hairy beast outside mm-hmm. to do his stuff. What kind of coffee do you drink? Um, <clears throat> my favorites are <laughs> seasonal Christmassy blends. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I buy extra of the Starbucks just to have it throughout the year. Oh wow! I'll get the um, the one is really good is uh, Caribou. Mm. Their their reindeer blend. Okay. See, I love I love I love the Christmas blends. Okay. And the fall and Christmas creamers. Mm. I used to buy them and freeze them. Mm. I don't do that anymore. But I would have like ten in the freezer and just. Wow. Yeah, it's a problem. Okay. So, but so what is your favorite season? Is Christmas your favorite season? Actually, it's spring. Okay. But I like the flavors of Christmas. <laughs> that so so put your hands together. Spring morning flavor of Christmas. <laughs> so I that's kind of nice. like the seasons that they were born in. So, yeah. Oh. I like spring and um and fall. Yeah. But I I, I love summer too. I, I don't like winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. What's your August? I'm a summer baby. You're I love summer the summer. You love summer. As hot and sticky as it is. See, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a May baby, but I don't like summer. Sorry. I I actually will take spring and winter are actually my first, and then fall and then summer is my last. It's always one in the crowd, Marsha. Always. <laughs> Sorry. <one>. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yay. But it takes all of us, let us. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, but I usually just after that I get the coffee night. Like, I am working at doing workouts before work, but smart. Usually, I just plink plunk around doing random stuff. Yeah. Now when I sound it, it doesn't sound very busy at all, which is weird because it feels that way. Yeah. Um, I go to work at noon. Get yeah. off at about four. I try to write sometimes in the afternoon, but my evenings are the busy areas. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. What made you start writing? Ooh, I like that question. Jesus. No, uh, well, probably. <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't saved, so I don't know. But I guess you yeah. still say Jesus. Um, <laughs> I started writing what became the first book as part of therapy. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, I could write. I knew I could write decently in school for like papers mm. but like i never thought i could write a book yeah and then i started writing and and then people would read it and say this is actually good mm -hmm. and i was like what mm -hmm. but that's where it started was there and then i started a blog um right around the same time it's very sad sounding blog but was it were you saved at the time no you the okay okay <laughs> so it was a very uh -huh. sad blog mm -hmm. so <laughs> It's very interestingly. I go back and look at it every once in a while. I'm like, mm, not doing my best there. Mm. <laughs> like, Do you think it was more of a therapeutic kind of situation? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, and then I just, when I first moved up here after mm -hmm. I got saved and I was working at the children's facility, I started writing one night there and it was just a short little of something mm -hmm. nothing long but it was really almost poetic and I thought I don't write like this like I don't know how to it just kind of came out and that's when I realized not that I have a talent but that I liked it mm -hmm. that I actually really kind of enjoyed doing this and I was like oh. mm -hmm. so yeah so that. you end up working with kids yes so to speak Yes. Throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you went to the military. Would you say that the military called you or that you chose it? Um, I started thinking about the military my probably before my senior year because in my hometown it's a military base. So everybody, like the military is an option for everybody really. <laughs> we all think about it. Mm -hmm. But then um 9/11 happened my senior year and that's when I thought, "Oh, I could join the military and go kill people." Mm. How cool would this be? I I know it's, mm -hmm. it's very juvenile sounding, mm -hmm. but um so I would say that because m for a large part 9/11 helped push me into that direction even though I had I had thought about it, but I hadn't really gotten too deeply thought until, and then when that happened, I was like, no, now we're going to, I'm going to join and go travel the world and do lots of crazy cool things. And, and I did. And, mm. and then I got stuck in Arkansas. <laughs> so That's funny. What was in Arkansas? Just it was uh, a that base was there. Base. That was my last, my last duty station. I was like, I've been all around the world. Now I am in Arkansas. How long were you there? Th almost three years mm. well and in that time I deployed but I was assigned to that base gotcha. for almost three years so did you go to Juvie right after that because you ended up going into 
detention centers. I did. Um, so I got out of the military, moved to Arizona, and I could not find a job at all. So I started going to college because the military paid you to go to college. Mm. So I, I started um, there, and I met somebody who worked in probation, and she said, you know, you should apply for this job, and just then you can go, after six months, you can go into adult probation and just, you know, go work with the adults. Because I was like, I don't want to work with kids in jail. Mm. Like, are you kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you could do that. Then while you're going to school, if you prove that you've been in school for a certain amount of time, they will assign you to adult probation. Mm. Um, and so I did join or did go and start working in, in the juvenile detention. And I never went to adult. Wow. wow. <laughs> we heard a little bit about it last week so, on yeah. last week's podcast. Just about Heather's experience working in um, juvie. How would you say that that experience has affected your life today when it comes to children? Of course, I would ask that. That's I know. Yes. Marsha, yes. that, that comes from you. Yes. Um, but, but I didn't like kids. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, like, these, these, a lot of those kids were not. First of all, they were not kids, kids anymore. Mm -hmm. By the time we dealt with most of them. But also, they, they still were to a degree. Mm -hmm. And you had to know how to talk to them as an adult, but who respects the stuff that they've been through. Mm -hmm. And it was just an interesting line to me. Just like they could be so grown up in so many ways and yet so dumb. And others, mm -hmm. and I mean that. And then, because I, I used mm -hmm. to tell them, I'm like, I don't get it. You're so smart and yet so stupid. But I mean, that was, you know, everybody who's ever yeah. been a teenager. And um, I started seeing, like, they're not this, like, lost group of people that can't be reached. They want to be reached. Mm -hmm. That's good. They just don't, most of them don't know how to ask for help. Mm hmm. Um, or they have, and they didn't get anything. Right. Or, I mean, there are a few. And, and working there, I mean, I did meet a few kids who were truly, there's something very antisocial about them. Like, mm. they, they enjoyed what they were doing and who they mm. were, or they liked it. But that mm. was, like, maybe one in, like, 400. I mean, it mm. was not. Well, it was not the norm. Mm -hmm. And even the other kids were like, that one's weird. You know? Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, mm -hmm. most of them were, you know, they had a, a drug habit. They came from a family that either had addiction habits or they came from no family or or a background of, of gang violence. They didn't know how to get out of. Mm. I remember talking to one one girl and she, it really just opened my eyes when I was like, you just need to get out of this gang. Like, mm. it's going to destroy you. And she goes, I know. And I was like, and I said, well, why are you staying in it? She's like, you don't understand where I'm from. My mother's in it. My mm. grandmother's in it. My wow. grandfather's in it. How do I get out of that? Well, dang. And I was like, uh, wow. I don't know. Like, yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. And I was, she's like, she goes, if you yeah. can tell me how to get out of that, I will. Wow. But I, I if I leave, my whole family if I'm lucky, they'll cut me off. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know how to. Yeah. Wow. Um, she's like, this is literally my heritage. Mm. How do I walk away from that? And I was like, 
<clears throat> and that's when I realized, oh, just say no is not working. No. <laughs> it's just it's not going to work for you. You know, just right. say no when your mother is giving you heroin. That doesn't work. Like wow. those. And it's not, I'm not saying just no, all the parents, yeah. but I'm just saying like when it's steeped into mm-hmm. every part of your life. And that's when I realized these are, they didn't have a chance to begin with. Yeah. Dang it. So how do we get to write them off when they never even got written into the plan? Like, and so it was, it was eye-opening and, and heartbreaking at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're like, well, okay, go home. Good luck. Like, I have nothing I can tell you that's going Dang to help it. you get out of that. So that, that is, that's definitely the burnout factor for a lot of people was just like, I can't fix any of this yeah. unless I take you into my house, which, well, then I'll get arrested. Yeah. Like, that's not going <laughs> to yeah. work either. You know, like. And I mean, you did. You had a few kids. I'd be like, "Can I come live with you?" And I'm like, oh, "No, dang. I want to say yes, but no, you can't." And to you especially, no. Oh you know? my gosh! <laughs> wow, I wouldn't have survived that. How long did you say you worked? Um, there, I, I forget if it was. It was probably close to seven years. Oh man! And then, uh, but after a while, there I started doing. I transferred away from working on the units with the kids because it's just was too much. I knew people that do it for like 20, 25 years. Man. It's a gifting. Mm-hmm. That is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Um, but I moved to intake, which was easier and harder because you get to get the kid as they come in from like getting charged, but you have to read the whole report. Oh, oh man. So it's like it's easier because I don't necessarily know them and harder because I actually know everything that just happened. Wow. And I'm like, I'm looking at the kid going, oh, no, you're going to prison. Like, you know, like, wow. and they're like, what do you think? You think I'll get off? No, I don't. Mm. It's just, wow. you know, so. And then from then on out, kids keep popping up in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which that in itself, I think, is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I mean, you, we'll call it what it is. Heather, like, you're Betty Badass, right? Like, mm-hmm. sincerely. you To know what you have grown through. It's a good way of saying it, mm-hmm. I think. The way that yeah. it's what you have grown mm-hmm. through. And to see, to hear the stories of who you were. And literally to see the gentle softness of who you are now it's like it, it's god That's a blessing. i mean it's a huge blessing mm-hmm. I, I i i honor you my friend like i honor you you're a treasure you you are a treasure to me you're a treasure to marcia like my husband my whole family just we adore you and i believe one of the main reasons is because you know who you are mm-hmm. without God. Like, legit. You know what I mean? Like, there's some yeah. people that walk away from their stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying, Marsha? Yeah. Like, we walk away from our stuff, and then it's like, oh, it's good. And then and then we forget, almost. Mm-hmm. And then a holier-than-thou might start showing up mm-hmm. or something just, you know what I mean? But you have, you walk with such humility and grace and goodness that even when you are in the midst of, like last week, <clears throat> you're trying to um, do your best to love these 
individuals that cause such chaos Mm -hmm. in the crowd of our city and still be merciful at the same time as judgment, right? Like you, we could, you could Mm -hmm. literally see you, you and Jesus working Mm -hmm. this out. And I think that that's, what's beautiful about you is you, you allow people into that place with you while you and God are working it out as opposed to, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Everything's perfect. Or, or I'm such a wretched soul, you know, kind of thing. It's like that in between, but you, you literally are the epitome of just a life redeemed. Mm -hmm. That's true. Heather's life teaches you how to remain vulnerable. And like you already said it, humble humility before God. Yeah. Like you look at Heather and it's like, she, oh my gosh, the amount of vulnerability and humility that she has is convicting. Yes. Because it's like, well, dang, you know, the more we're open to God, the more he can use us. Yeah. I mean, she's on like, what, her third book? Yeah. (laughs) And just the places that she's going that we're watching her go I know that that's come because she's just opened herself up to God absolutely and it's not like this I have anything to hide type of situation right. like no this is all of me mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it yeah but this is where I'm going and I'm warning you to you know based off of what I've gone through to not go there yeah, yeah. so you got to be able to appreciate people like Heather because she keeps you out of places that could otherwise be super dark. You know, just her story about suicide. Yeah. You know, how many people is that going to help? Amen. And reach. You know, how many kids are going to be touched now just because of where she's been and what she's just, you know, expressed to us. So definitely appreciative. Thank you. For Heather. <laughs> I um this one thing when I first started following God again I I never know the nice way to say that anyways mm-hmm. is that I, I was like I don't want to forget this I I don't want to sit in it yeah. I don't want to sit yeah none of us do we don't want to sit and stew every day about our past I was like but I don't want to forget right now what it felt like when you gave me a choice to sit or to leave. This right here, like just hmm. like when you walked in and you ripped open the cage of my brain and said, mm. you can leave right now. I don't want to forget what that moment feels like. Yeah. You know, because like the past, I don't say the past is the past. We just forget. No, you don't forget it, but you can't stew in it. Mm. Yeah. And ever expect to come out with anything different unless you add what changed your life now? Who mm. changed your life now? Yeah. That's the only additive that changes from the past to the present. It's good. And so I could sit and talk about what I've done, what has happened, because I don't do that now because I met somebody. Hey man. Because, so because I met a man named Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> a God named Jesus who said, I don't want you to live like this i don't need you to change everything in your life right now just follow me yeah just sit down and have a conversation with me get to know me we'll figure that other stuff out 
That's so when good. it comes to like why because that's how we are continually <laughs> changing. Like when it, when it comes to walking out of a whole lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I always tell people. I'm like, it's simple, it's hard, but it's not it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. Is to just sit there and say, I don't need to change anything until God tells me to change. It. And when he does, he allows me to change it. But then you need to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I need to change Like, okay. Yeah. That's, so, you that's know, life. I look at you, Heather, and it's like, even when I first met you at church, you were still kind of like. I do not remember when that was. I'm, I know, right? <laughs> I, Taylor, Taylor actually kind of introduced us and that's right and put us together yeah. i think y'all work together yep. but um just um looking now at the whole situation and <laughs> i don't know i just think i'm just gonna kind of go back to it but i don't know it's it's just easy to appreciate where you are mm-hmm it's easy to kind of step into Christianity if you know Heather because she she doesn't say you got to know it all. Right. You got to just become super Christian and know Genesis to Revelation right when you step in and that can be intimidating for a lot of people. Right. But when you meet someone like Heather, she comes in and I, even me that has been saved for a lot of years says, for Heather, it's one day at a time. Uh, for me, it's going to be one day at a time. Amen. <laughs> you know, Amen. we allow ourselves more grace. Yeah. Yeah. We only and get one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a mess so up simple. real great in it, too, by the way. Like, <laughs> you know, we don't have to be perfect. No. no. She's the she's like the picture of. I mean, and I know, it's Heather's day. It's Heather's. It is Heather's, Heather's day. month. Yep. So it's just like, you know. She's showing us how to do it. Yeah. She's showing us how to live it. If you don't know anything, look, get a Heather. Get a Heather in your life. Truly. You know, she just, she keeps it real. She keeps it 100. Keeps it 100. I she said keeps, <laughs> She keeps us grounded. She keeps yeah. us focused. Yeah. She keeps us real with ourselves. And then shows the simplicity <clears throat> of Jesus. Right. Man. Like, as majestic and as multifaceted and amazing as Jesus, God, the Father, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, literally all-encompassing, all of these amazingness things, right? The simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of Christ, the simplicity of... Um, because the enemy is the one that makes it complicated. He wants to try to make things hard. Mm-hmm. And when you have people like Heather coming into this space with you Mm -hmm. and reminding you that, Hey, no, like he just wants a relationship with Mm -hmm. me. We're not trying, we're not trying to rebuild the wheel. We're not trying to rewrite the Bible. We're literally in a space where we are, we're just trying to follow. We're trying to follow his lead Mm -hmm. and do the best that we can. And I think that that's, what's always been so beautiful about you. That you, as you're feeding Albus, <laughs> I'm letting people know why we are not hearing from you right now. <laughs> but it is, it's, um, you're a treasure, my friend. You're a treasure. Mm-hmm. We, we appreciate you for making, um, 
the gospel just something that people can read Honestly. and they read it in your life. You, you are literally a walking epistle of what the goodness of God can do in a person. I'm not supposed to get emotional during these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Luke had a question. Of course. <laughs> no, no more advice to the 15, 16, and 20-year-olds. No, but it does have a number in it. Uh-oh. If six, if I'm going to try to do this without crying, because <laughs> um, when Luke actually said asked this question, he had tears in his eyes. Because you and my sweet hubby have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't think you were going to be here once upon a time, right? And so he said, if 65-year-old Heather came to talk to you, what is one thing she'd be proud of you for? Oh. Uh, dang it, Luke. <laughs> um... Don't look at him because he's crying right now. I'm not looking at anybody. <laughs> trying to cry myself. Um, what would I be, wait? Read that again. <laughs> if sixty-five-year-old Heather came to talk to you, what is one thing she would be proud of you for? You never gave up. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. I had really deep thoughts about that one, and then I was like, no, that can't be right. (laughs) You never gave up. Never gave up. Because 30-year-old you said, hey, life is worth living. Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere. Huh? Somewhere deep inside. Um, 30-year-old Heather didn't even know it. Yeah. But something said yes. Yeah. And then four years later, she found out how to live again. Hmm. Shoot. why I have these tattoos <laughs> that say give hope give hope that's all we're ever supposed to do I have one answer and his name is hope I don't have anything else to I have we all have plenty of things mm-hmm. but that's that's it that's yeah. what, that's one thing that God and I have been really walking along along deep forgiveness which is really not easy but it's just I don't have to give you answers for everything. You're, I'm not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Right. I can just give you hope. Say, I don't know how your situation is going to get better, but it will. I don't know when. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't yeah. know how dark it's going to get first. But I know that there's hope. Because you're still here. Shoot. <laughs> I'm undone. <laughs> You're undone. <laughs> uh, so w- there were no like, f- you know, cutesy. What's your favorite flavor, Joe? Or you know, Sebastian. I know between Sebastian, <laughs> Sebastian and Luke got these deep, deep 
It's not their fault. Yeah. Because I have, so I have two more. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to come out of it the deep matter. a little I bit? I go deep. You're already here. And I can here. also make inappropriate jokes in the middle of it <laughs> no, all day long. Good. That's what you're good at. It's a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. You know, I used to use it as a way to deviate from things and now I just use it to just push a little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think uh, you already answered this question, but this is the question that Sebastian had and you kind of just answered it now, but I'll let you reiterate if you want to or go a little bit more. How do you see the world now with God? I'm telling you, my little nine-year-old. I know. (laughs) Jeez. How do I see the world now with God? It's beautiful. I was driving here and it's you know it's all dead like it's we have what 65 70 degree weather it's beautiful yeah everything's brown (laughs) and like you know the trees are all dead and i was driving and i was just listening i'm like i was listening to i don't remember it was some song and it was literally it just says you know you're beautiful and i was like it is beautiful this dead patch of everything it's just there's beauty in it because god made it and it's just beautiful i'm like i i I almost almost teared up almost because i was like oh look at those tree branches that are gonna bloom and then die because it'll freeze but it's beautiful (laughs) 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 because it's Mm -hmm. this is it this is our life Mm -hmm. this is the time you get to live yeah it's beautiful i love that um luke had uh, one, okay. I promise this is not heavy. That's okay. It's okay. Um, if money was no object, what would be your dream job? In a tunnel, in a cave, in the dark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a log cabin <laughs> in the woods here. still sounds nice. Um, <laughs> see, y'all are very much the same person. It's <laughs> insane. It's gotta be I got a vet out the military thing. and that was my goal. Get a log cabin in the woods and have my food delivered to me. And that was before <laughs> delivery happened. I like, look at this. I know. This is no. cuz I hated people. No it's, offense. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like they're all worthless. <laughs> I don't feel that way now. Mm. Yes. What would be my dream job? My gosh. Um I don't want to say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Come if on. I say it, it might happen. <laughs> uh, <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> then say it. I I would love to pair animals and teens that need it. Not not necessarily therapy. Yeah. But just teaching them how to care for something. Yes. Because teaching. A person who does not know how to care for themselves to care for something else begins to teach them how to care for themselves. Mm. I love, but that. it would be like a t- it would definitely be like a tough love because mm-hmm. I also can be brisk. Yes, <laughs> yes, they like it, and you a need lot of times kids like that. I don't know why. And I wouldn't even so much tough love. I would say it's boundaries. It is. Y- you it create is. a place of security for them. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks tough mm-hmm. because that's not something that they're used it's to. The first thing a lot but of yeah. kids need is good boundaries, and I don't mean like tough, rigid, yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean they need good boundaries. Yeah. So that's funny know, you say yes, that. This is no. This does not mean I won't love you. Yeah. But this will have a consequence. Because the uh, 
because remember whenever we came down, I showed you guys how we're looking at puppies. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I say puppies, dogs. No, we're not trying to replace Gendry immediately, but mm. just mm -hmm. kind of a healing space. Yeah. So on some of these dogs, they are called puppies on parole, mm. and they actually send them into the prisons yeah. with some of the inmates to do exactly what you're saying, mm. yeah. which and I love. If it works well with the adults. Yeah. Do it with the kids. Do it with the kids. Aww. But not in a place where they're in jail. Okay. Like... That's where you live. Yeah. Some place in the woods. No. No. Oh. No, like a facility. Yeah. If money is no object. Yes. And the facility can be built. So she said not jail, not necessarily therapy. Right. I mean, I immediately, of course, thought about um, teenage pregnancy. Okay. So, you know, just if you have something to take care of, like, we're not talking about me, but yeah. you got situations where... You know, if you're just so beat up by life, you feel like you want something or someone to hold or to love. Yeah. So then sometimes you you see um, pregnancies that are just, you know, too soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like Aww. getting in someone to take care of, like a pet, hmm. would probably help to deter some of that. Yeah. I agree. Wow. And it just teaches you. And they would <coughs> learn while they're there. Not just that, but like. Yeah. Life skills, like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. math and reading and not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily just because you need to know that for school, but so you can know it to learn a trade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An actual job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learn to anyway. teach them how to cook and sew and build yeah. things. I mean, something, if money's no object, they yeah. just come in and say this is what they want. We build it. I love so. that. I hope that happens for you, Heather. Amen. <laughs> we need it. Yes. I mean, yes. But it would just be something for my puppies mm -hmm. so, and children and yep. children. <laughs> but two of the things that you love. Mm -hmm. It's true. Oh, I love that. Do you have any other questions? No. Is there anything else you want to tell us, Heather? Anything else? Anything. Yes. Wow, I said that really definitively. Because we talked about the whole, and I point at Marsha, uh -oh. not because, you no, I'm just scared. kidding. But because we were talking, you were saying, what if there's a time where you cannot get a break? You need a break and you cannot get it. And I remember after I got saved and everything was supposed to be perfect. Mm. That's right, Albus. That's right. <laughs> I was like, wow. That was he very... Was not, he was not happy. Aww. I had a full and complete mental breakdown after mm -hmm. I got saved. My body and my brain just decided, we're going to tra process trauma now. All of it. Wow. And it... What... Yeah, it sucked. I mean, yeah. it sucked. But, but what was amazing to me was what I thought would happen was I thought I would have to go to the hospital. I'd have to be hospitalized. Um, you know, nobody from um, the, our church would really want to be around me. And because, you know, you, you, you talk to walls, you're weird. Like, mm. you don't, that's not, you know. And that didn't happen. Mm. My parents did not send me off to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did set rules, like, mm -hmm. not rules, but, you know. Boundaries. There Boundaries. were certain mm -hmm. things that they really thought that maybe I needed to go to, then we would go. But no, and I did. I started therapy. I started all this other stuff.
But I used to think that for like while I was going through it, it's like this is because God's mad at me. Like this is a backflow of all my bad sin. And it wasn't. God was like, no, I'm just trying to heal you. Wow. And you're never going to get the break until you just break. Wow. Wow. And and then I realized that the people around me did not shun me. They did not walk away. They didn't push me away. They asked me to do things. <laughs> I have people come up with you want to go pray for people at the House of Hope and Healing. I was like, are you crazy? I'm crazy. Yeah. I can't be praying for people. And they're like, no, you just be in the room and you'll just pray. It was so nice to be empowered to help other people. Yeah. That's when I began to realize I don't have to stay here. Mm. I got to walk through some stuff. Yeah. But I don't have to live in it forever. Yeah. And sometimes when we just can't get a break mm-hmm. and we need a break yeah god gives it to us but the people around us don't let you fall away Aww. i love that when you're surrounded by good people good godly people you don't just break away they don't let you they don't let you they don't let you and and that's okay because it's not a sin. It's not a, a point of you've failed somewhere. It is just a point of needing to be healed. Yeah. And there's such a stigma for that mm-hmm. in a lot of churches. Not every church, but in a lot of churches that if you have a, a mental issue, then you got a bad sin. Mm. Or, or just not even that. You just can't operate the way God wants you to. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just not true. So. um, So good. Let's see. What else? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we'll throw it there. I lived 10 years as a lesbian. Um, had all sorts of fun stuff. That's not. That wasn't fun. But. <laughs> I, <laughs> just, like, yeah, I feel like we stuck stories. on the suicide point for a while. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I, I don't know. I mean. And that is the one thing that when, when I. When I, I don't even know how to say it. Mm-hmm. It was just like I fell in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. and people go, "Well, how did you leave that?" I, I didn't, I didn't walk away from that identity. I walked into a new one mm-hmm. that was always supposed to be mine. There you go. <laughs> and 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 for some people, that's a very hard walk. But for me, it was not as hard as some other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it is a very hard walk, yeah. and so I've I've had people ask me, but like, but how, but how, and I'm like, I don't know how to tell you other than that's just has it been perfect? No, have I, you know, I mean, whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. Is it every day, day to day? Sometimes you sure ask me, mm-hmm. but I just I didn't. Unlike like Lot's wife, mm-hmm. who turned back because she was walking away from something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't walking away from something. I was walking to someone. Good. That's so good. And and That's in so doing good. that, it's a totally different mindset. Yeah. Um, not necessarily easy all the mm-hmm. time, just different mindset. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm also a Pisces, and I like long walks on the <laughs> beach. Actually, I don't like the beach at all. <laughs> don't like the beach at all. I love saying that to people, and I'm like, I don't. Like, according to, like, the Pisces chart, you know, they're like, you must love this and the ocean and the blah. I'm like, No. I like the woods, log cabin, you know, no, no ice, no ocean, no islands. No, no. I lived on one. Not a big deal to me. (laughs) Not that fun. 
parties were fun. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck in they the are. whole, you didn't walk away from something. You just walked towards somebody else. You wa- walked out of one identity. You walked into the other. Yeah. And it's... I'm stuck back there. I'm, sorry. Sorry. I'm like, like, just, like, I'm still back there. It she just has been yeah, a <laughs> grace thing. I, I, I know for some people that's a very hard struggle. <coughs> and I mean, like I said, I didn't just walk down the aisle and get married to somebody either. Mm. Right. Like, I'm sitting single. We looking for you. I though, know. Girl. And it's, uh, you know what? And I'm just getting to that point where I'm like, I'm really not either way. Mm-hmm. You know? Which yeah. is a step forward in the right direction. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Heather, a, a few years ago, would not be sitting in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm single forever. Mm. Yeah. Talk me out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I that d- that shows the healing of your heart. It Again, mm-hmm. whether God brings somebody or not. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, as much as Marsha and I are always like, I know, right? We're looking. <laughs> we're looking. Mm-hmm. But we also know that Father has. He has a good plan and a hope and a future for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that happens to be a, a sweet, sweet, amazing man of God, bring him. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, the fact that you've got the most sweet, sweet Albus and God still has a good hope and a future. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe somebody needs to hear that because all mm-hmm. of a sudden I just heard it in my spirit. It Being married isn't the thing that completes you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's walking out of the identity of mm-hmm. what the enemy tried to j- basically bury you in yep. into what it is that God's created you to be. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. What a blessing. And if you just happen to have accessories, things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're, I mean, you're tatted as it is. <laughs> it's fine. I was going to say, I, I, I thought about, like, finger tattoos, but I, d- I can't do that. It's too much. It's <laughs> that would hurt. I I don't. They say they like bleed easily. Like not bleed like blood, but like they don't keep their form. Oh, very well. the, uh, so the heart. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I'll just stop at the hand. One. I was going <laughs> to say stick with what you got, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we still need to have a conversation about when we're getting our tattoos, Marsha. Oh, what tattoo are we getting? Which the one, one are you that getting? You said you're oh my tattoo! Yes, oh. ma'am. <laughs> Because remember, this is a field trip. It is a field trip. This, we're doing this. We'll go with you. Video we post, you know, in the real field trip. In the real goes with Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha gets a tattoo. I am excited about this. <laughs> the episode where Marsha gets a tattoo. I love it. The whole time you hear. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be screaming. Do no, my promise. Breathing. You're going to be fine. <laughs> when when women are like, will it hurt? I'm like, you had kids. Sincerely. No, You'll be fine. It's a completely it's different, different thing. But it's different from what I've been told. Yes. But it's it's not nearly on the same level. From the girl that has had both. It, <laughs> it is a completely different situation. <laughs> um, have you ever been stung by a bee? No, I've never been stung by a bee. Okay. I've gotten shots. So Okay, well then like you're good. Shot. It's not the same. It's tetanus <laughs> shots hurt. Does that yeah, hurt? no, like no. Shot? Shot? I don't like needles. Which is no way. I don't. You know, the nurses laugh at me when I go in to get shots or get blood drawn, and I'm like, "You guys, I really don't like needles." <laughs> I got one lady who just yelled at me. She was like, "Shut up! You can't too. even tell me that." And I was like, 
It's a completely it's different, a different thing. thing. Mm. It's yeah. like sandpaper a little bit, but not. So it's like a rubbing. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. My mind's made up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Listen, we're, we're happening. Get it for a four-hour session. I'm so, so excited. We want it, but we want it to be as big as her arm all the way, the length. Who? You. Four hours. <laughs> I was going to go say. Big, go big. I think no. it's a whole three words. Ten, yeah, but it's like ten little letters. Fine. It's gonna, <laughs> it'll, it's take, it'll take it's maybe start. a whole five minutes. <laughs> it's a start. It's a hundred bucks later. I'm in. Yeah. Are we paying this? We're, we'll pay for this. We'll just, hey, we'll split, I, it. We'll split it. We'll split it. We'll split oh it. my gosh! Yeah. We're paying really? for it. You just still swim. I get. I'll get my guy. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There I'm too, l- you? following yeah. you guys' you lead it. on this one because I do not know where to go. I trust oh, you. I got a good place. And what to ask and what to do. So, yeah, you've you've got a relationship with your guy. So, like, yeah, you haven't seen him in a couple months. He's gonna be wondering where I am. Say, hey, I got some. Fr- <laughs> Bringing a friend in to get a big one done right here. <laughs> got fresh, literally fresh meat. Oh, man. That is so fun. <laughs> Look at but you're cracking up. Wait, I don't know. Sorry, that sounded bad. No. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. But no, it's good. Yeah. All right, Heather, anything else you want to share that you know. can think of? I don't think so. I've it's been good. I think we talked about all the good things. Oh, Those were some seriously... I hope Sebastian gets some good ones for both of y'all. Like <laughs> we'll have him have, have conversations. Because Marsha's like next week. Coffee next. Yep, mm-hmm. Marsha's going to be next. Oh man! So yeah. you think of some too? Oh, I she will. Came up with some really good ones I've too. I've got a few already. Oh man! <gasps> I'm excited. See, I like when the you guys already have these thoughts. When she said that, some are some are going to be you know fun because I'm fun. Yes, but. I'd have a few questions. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Marsha's already working That's it okay. out. Marcia, Download me now. Then we can get Dina Holy at the same Spirit. time. Oh. We could, ask, we could ask Taylor and Desiree, like, what do you want to ask Dina? Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. I just get the kids involved. That's a good idea. Get the kids involved. I'm very excited about this. Oh gosh, I see everything in me went. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is Lord. It's fine. It's fine. Heather, we love you. Yeah. Love you guys. We too. do. We love you. You're a treasure. You help make us better. Mm-hmm. I don't say that flippity. I do not. I know. I am. I am very, very grateful you're in my life. Mm-hmm. You do. You. You help bring things out of me, out of Marsha, mm-hmm. out of our families. You. You help bring some goodness to the surface. You help us see people in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. That's Jesus, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Next week, it's going to be Marsha's turn. Till then, <laughs> we will see you guys in the real. <laughs>